This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr.org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 762 for release on Sunday, the 1st of October, 2023. Our opening theme tune, Birthday Serenade by Vili Glache, is particularly appropriate today since this is the 52nd birthday of Adventist World Radio. We'll have more about that later in the program. Our main feature this week is the second part of our series on broadcasting in the Fijian Islands. Today, focusing on their medium wave stations and the wartime mosquito network in particular. And this being the first Sunday of the month, we'll also have a DX report from Yukiko Tsuji in Japan. Well, in this edition of WaveScan, we present the second part of our look at the radio broadcasting scene over the years in the islands of Fiji. Last week, we reviewed the early development of radio there and the use of shortwave in Fiji. Now we look at the medium wave scene. Back more than half a century ago, two new varieties of mosquito were discovered in, in the islands of Fiji in the South Pacific. One important new variety of mosquito, which is found only in Fiji, was discovered in 1954 and given an identification name using scientific Latin. But some 10 years earlier, there had been another variety of mosquito that was airborne in Fiji, and this new variety was given a four-letter identification. No, this other mosquito was not a biting insect, but rather an exotic new radio station. Here's Ray Robinson in Los Angeles to explain what happened. Thanks, Jeff. Well, the first radio broadcast on medium wave in Fiji came from a new 500-watt transmitter manufactured by AWA at their factory near Sydney in Australia. This transmitter, designated as Number 1, was installed at the communication facility operated by AWA on the outskirts of Suva, the capital of Fiji. The new broadcasting service was inaugurated in March 1926 using the call sign ZJV. As an exigency during the Pacific conflict of the Second World War, this station also began a relay of American AFRS programming for the benefit of servicemen in the wide areas of the Pacific. The same programming was also carried in parallel by the shortwave outlet VPD. Towards the end of the war, sometime during the spring of 1945, a new AFRS radio station was constructed in Nadi, located on the west coast of the main island, Vitilevu, some 50 miles across the island from the capital, Suva. This new station was owned and operated at the time by I&E, the Information and Entertainment Service for American Servicemen in the Pacific. 
it's presumed this station was located on or near the airfield at Nadi. The first broadcast from this new AFRS station with the American callsign WVUT was noted in May 1945. The transmitter was a 50-watt unit commercially made in the United States with the model number 191. The operating channel was 665 kHz. When station WVUT in Fiji first made its appearance on the radio dial, it was officially listed by AFRS headquarters in Los Angeles, California as a member of the now-famed Mosquito Network. This Mosquito Network was a loose association of AFRS stations located on some of the smaller island groups in the Pacific during the latter part of the Pacific War. Other stations in the Mosquito Network were WVUQ in the Solomon Islands, WVUR in New Hebrides, WVUS in Numea, WVUV in American Samoa, 1ZM in Auckland, New Zealand, and of course WVUT in Fiji. In March 1946, station WVUT in Fiji left the Mosquito Network when it was taken over by AACS, the American Army Communication System. Even though WVUT's transmitter was low-powered at only 50 watts, it was heard on many occasions in Australia and New Zealand. The last reported logging was in October 1946 in New Zealand, and it's presumed that the station closed down soon afterwards. Just a few QSL letters were issued by the American station WVUT in British Fiji, and some of these are now lodged in the massive collection of Pacific Radio Heritage in the Hocken Library in Dunedin, South Island, New Zealand. In the early 1950s, work began on a new broadcasting facility in Suva with a two-storey building for the studios and offices and a new transmitter base some eight miles out of town. The new studios were taken into service in 1954 and the old ZJV transmitter was reinstalled at this new location for use as a second programme channel in the capital city area. Call signs were changed at this stage from the historic ZJV and VPD to the more familiar VRH, though the use of call signs throughout the whole network was dropped in 1968. It took another 10 years before a new medium wave base at Naulu was ready for use, where ultimately several additional medium wave transmitters were installed. When the regional shortwave service was closed in August 1972, the two remaining shortwave transmitters were converted to medium wave usage. The first medium wave station away from Suva was located in Lautoka in 1956, not far from where the AFRS station WVUT had been operated at Nadi. It was a complete radio station with its own studios, offices and transmitter. Fiji did have a network of medium wave transmitters that covered the whole nation and this is what their morning sign-on sounded like in January 1986. Good morning and welcome to our transmission in English and Fijian through Radio Fiji One, broadcasting on 558 kHz in Suva, 639 kHz in Lautoka, 684 kHz in Lambasa, 1206 kHz in Singatoka, and 1323 kHz in Rakiraki, and also on Radio Fiji 3 FM on 90.6 MHz in Suva. The time is now 5 minutes to 6, and in a moment, we'll bring you our devotional service. Radio Fiji 1 and Lima Lima Waluna Kilohertz Suva 
However, the last time any of the Fijian medium wave stations were listed in the World Radio TV Handbook was in the 2022 edition. They're gone from this year's edition, so it appears they probably closed down last year. All radio broadcasting in the Fiji Islands is now solely on FM, both government and private. Additionally, the BBC World Service and ABC Radio Australia are both available on FM in Nadi and Suva, and Radio France International is also available on FM in Suva. The QSL cards issued in Fiji over the years have always been prized very highly, and the old cards verifying the reception of ZJV and VPD are these days valued historic items. They were generally very colourful cards depicting exotic island scenes. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray. Ray Robinson at The Voice of Hope in California. As I told you last week, I was in Fiji twice recently while traversing the Pacific en route to and from the HFCC, Shortwave Frequency Conference in Australia. I stayed at a hotel near Nandi, on the north coast of the main island of Viti Levu. I had my Sea Crane Skywave receiver with me, and on shortwave I was able to hear Radio Vanuatu on 7260 kHz from the nearby island nation of Vanuatu. Next week I'll tell you a little bit more about what I was able to hear on medium wave and FM in Fiji. You're listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. A few weeks ago in September, we replayed a couple of shows in which our WaveScan editor-in-chief, Dr. Adrian Peterson, reviewed the history of our forerunner program, Radio Monitors International, from AWR Asia. Well, now we come to October 1st, and this is always an important calendar date in the annals of Adventist World Radio. Since it was on October 1st, 1971, 52 years ago, that AWR first began, and it was in Europe, several years before the launch of AWR Asia. Ray, you were originally from the British Isles. Were you a listener to AWR Europe back then in the 1970s? Yes, Jeff. Funny you should ask. I was indeed a listener to AWR Europe, although I must admit not as far back as 1971. But from the mid-1970s to the mid-80s when we moved to California, I well remember tuning in to the AWR DX program every Sunday morning from Portugal at 9am on 9670 kHz. The signal in southern England, where I was living at the time, was rock solid, one of the strongest on the band, just like a local medium wave station. But the Seventh-day Adventist denomination has had an association with radio broadcasting going way back nearly a century. An Adventist evangelist by the name of HMS Richards first founded a radio ministry in 1929, in which he started delivering short, inspirational messages, which were aired in Los Angeles as public service announcements. But then the following year, 1930, he began producing a weekly radio program called The Bible Tabernacle of the Air. He raised $200 to pay for 13 half-hour time slots on station KGER in Long Beach, California, which at that time was on 920 kilohertz, and the ministry grew from there. In 1937, the program expanded onto a regional network of stations, new studios and offices were built in Glendale, California, and the name of the program was changed to Voice of Prophecy. In January 1942, the program went coast-to-coast on the mutual broadcasting system's 89 stations, and within 10 months it had expanded even further onto 225 stations. In those early days, there was no ability to pre-record on tape, so all the programs were aired live from Mutual's KHJ in Los Angeles. 
The team used to get to the studio at about 5am each Sunday morning and do the programme for the East Coast. They'd break for something to eat and then come back and do it all again for the West Coast audience. In 1944, during the Second World War, Voice of Prophecy was aired on shortwave network of AFRS for the benefit of American servicemen on duty overseas, and also as part of Australia Calling, the predecessor to Radio Australia, for the benefit of Australian servicemen in the Pacific. From that time onwards, Adventist programming has been heard in many parts of the world on shortwave. By the 1950s, recording tape technology became available, and here's a clip from 1957 of how the programme was then introduced each week. Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music. With the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and our speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. And it was in the 1950s that the program first went international, buying time on the English language service of Radio Luxembourg. In 1969, the founder's son, HMS Richards Jr., took over the speaking responsibilities, and at its peak in the 1980s, Voice of Prophecy was heard on over 700 stations worldwide. Well, by 1971, the denomination had decided to expand Adventist radio programming into many other languages and parts of the world, beginning with the establishment of a new entity, Adventist World Radio. A young, newly married couple, Alan and Andrea Steele, were invited to transfer from the United States to Portugal and to launch a new shortwave radio service on behalf of the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. They arrived in Lisbon just a few weeks in advance of the projected launch date, Friday, October 1st, 1971. The original programming for the new shortwave service was recorded in new studios located in Paris, France and in Darmstadt, Germany. The tapes containing these programmes were then delivered to Lisbon in Portugal, where Alan Steele edited and timed them ready for broadcast. Alan remembers working almost the entire Thursday night preparing the tapes for the initial broadcast. Next day, he made a fast dash by car to the studios of Radio Trans Europe at Sesimbra, where they were readied just one hour in advance of the broadcast deadline. At the appointed time that evening, Friday, October 1st, 1971, the first broadcast from the new Adventist World Radio went on the air on 9670 kHz. The tape was played in the Sesimbra studios of Radio Trans Europe, 22 miles south of Lisbon, and from there it was relayed by VHF link to the transmitter base at Sinesh, a further 31 miles south. This first new broadcast was directed towards Italy in Italian from the 250 kW transmitter RTE1 at Sinesh, Portugal, using a curtain antenna beamed towards the east. Although the Italian programme was the first on the air, many other European languages, mostly for Eastern Europe, were included in that original schedule. 
programming in English made its first appearance on the Sunday morning, including both the aforementioned DX program and the Voice of Prophecy. Initially, programming was being broadcast in 10 different languages for 12 hours per week. The interval signal for the new broadcast from the fledgling Adventist World Radio was derived from the same Lift Up the Trumpets melody I played a few minutes ago, borrowed from the long-standing Voice of Prophecy radio programme. Two weeks after the inaugural broadcast from Adventist World Radio, the first male response to the new programming began to trickle into the new office in Lisbon. Soon the trickle turned into a flow, and the flow into a deluge. In the meantime, however, international radio monitors and DXs throughout the world began to note the new religious programming on the air from Radio Trans Europe. This service had begun without any prior publicity. Several monitors in Europe reported to Radio Sweden that they had heard the new broadcasts from Radio Trans Europe, which they described as unidentified. In Sweden calling DXs the following week, Arnie Skoog correctly identified these broadcasts as Adventist World Radio. Similarly, the Australian DX News listed reports from Robert Chester in Adelaide and Bob Padula in Melbourne regarding the initial AWR broadcasts, which were likewise described as unidentified. Subsequent reports from both Robert and Bob correctly attributed the new programming to Adventist World Radio. Well, that was 52 years ago. In 1987, the same Alan and Andrea Steele who launched AWR in Europe built and launched AWR Asia's large shortwave station KSDA on Guam. And now, according to AWR's A23 programme schedule, seven other shortwave transmission sites are utilised alongside KSDA and together they broadcast on shortwave in 67 different languages. AWR also fully owns several hundred local FM stations around the world and places programming on many more. Just last year, in 2022, AWR opened new stations in Central and South America, in the Middle East and in Asia. A new station with the call letters WGOD was opened in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, running 10,000 watts on 97.9 FM, sufficient to cover all of the Virgin Islands and beyond. Nine new stations were opened in Africa and many more in the Philippines, 27 on the island of Mindanao alone. So AWR is continuing to see explosive growth that all started from that one step of faith with the launch of Adventist World Radio from Portugal back on October 1st, 1971. As well as on conventional radio, AWR programming is now available on various podcast platforms and social media sites, and the organisation says it stands ready to embrace whatever new technologies may become available in the future. Back to you, Jeff. Thanks, Ray. Just Jacob has alerted us to a test of the emergency alert system in the United States that will take place on October 4th. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, and the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, will be conducting a test of the National Emergency System that day at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 1820 UTC. That's on October 4th. Every local radio and TV station in the country will broadcast the test, and every cell phone in the U.S. will receive it as well. It will sound something like this. 
and those tones will be followed by an announcement in English or Spanish saying, this is a test of the National Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. These National Emergency Information Tests are conducted every so many years to prepare for official emergency communication messages that could be broadcast in the event of a natural disaster, a terrorist incident, or various other national emergencies. In recent years, authorities have added cell phones to the distribution list. Incidentally, shortwave radio stations in the U.S. are exempt from participating in the emergency test announcements, so you won't hear them on shortwave. Let's go now to Yukiko Tsuji in Japan. Hello and welcome to the DX Report of the Month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshi Otake and I'm Yukiko Tsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Vatican Radio via Philippines was heard on 15650 kHz on September 2nd from 0838 to the sign-off at 0930 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. Special broadcast of meeting of Pope Francis with authorities at Ulaanbaatar. Addresses in Mongolian and English were aired. KTWR Guam was heard on 9910 kHz on September 3rd from 11.26 with interval signal to 11.45 UTC. SIO rating was 454. The Lord's Challenge in English was on the air at 11.28, followed by a Chinese program at 11.43. YFM from Kajan, Malaysia was received on 11665 kHz on September 10th from 13.45 to the sign-off at 14.01 UTC in Malay. SIO rating was 3.53. Talk program and local songs were broadcast. Interference was from China Radio International on 11660 kHz. VOA via Udontani, Thailand was heard on 9345 kHz on September 10th from 1129 with interval signal to the sign-off at 1200 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. Learning English was aired. Radio Saudi International from Saudi Arabia was heard on 9885 kHz on September 9th from 1615 to 1700 UTC in Uzbek. SIO rating was 333. Talk program and Arabian songs were on the air. Interference was from Voice of Korea on 9890 kHz. BBC World Service via Oman was received on 11870 kHz on September 3rd from the sign on at 1300 to the sign off at 1359 UTC in English. The programs heard were World News followed by Music Life at 1306, News at 1330, and Music Life Part 2 at 1332. Radio France International was heard on 13740 kHz on September 4th from 1845 to the sign-off at 1859 UTC in French. SIO rating was 252. Interview and French pop music were broadcast. ID was given at 1858. Radio Exteria de España from Spain was heard on 
15520 kilohertz on September 4th from Finally, Japan Show 12 Club will issue the QSL cards for the correct reports on our segment of WebScan program. We are issuing QSL cards by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsl at live.jp. I repeat, jswcqsl at live.jp. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44 Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248 Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we'd like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi. Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Chiaki Shimada for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Short Web Club. Thank you, Yukiko. And we end today's edition of WaveScan with music from Fiji. This is Jesse Mukunabitu with Heaven in My Fiji. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and in Los Angeles by Ray Robinson. Next week, Fiji Part 3, Fiji's FM stations. We'll hear the FM stations in Fiji today and we'll have our DX report from the Philippines. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam. AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to qsl at awr.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to WaveScan. At awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.
is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 